Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Zang. Yes, Jacqueline Lopez. Uh, give me three words to describe Meld. All right. Well, Meld. Meld was definitely uh, provocative, as in provocations were happening. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was procedural. Oh, definitely, alliteration. Definitely procedural. And uh, you know what? What? Is effed up one word or two words? Um, there's a... It's it's two. Okay, then I'll just say it was whack. It was wiggity whack. <laughs> That's two words. Dun, dun, dun. This is Seven of Wine. in order did you get that because it's procedure never mind <laughs> hey everyone my name's Jacqueline Lopez chick over there drinking is Jennifer Zhang and together we are with our powers combined we, we are, are seven of wine for <laughs> every week oh no every episode we bring you a review of a Star Trek Voyager episode and a bottle of wine at the same time the quadrant is yours <laughs> So this uh, this episode here was called uh, Meld. It was called Meld. And why don't you give us a brief synopsis, Jennifer? I will. That was creepy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, whoo! This episode was dark. A member of the crew is murdered. <laughs> like, sorry, why am I laughing? <laughs> is like gruesomely murdered, which is really weird for Star Trek. And. Um, and when they discover who the murderer is, Tuvok decides to mind meld with him. To, Smart. To give him the, his Vulcan ability to suppress his emotions. Because the guy has revealed himself to have, like, really violent tendencies, right? And what he doesn't anticipate <gasps> is, um, instead of it going that away, it goes uh, the other way. Wow, that was a really great synopsis, Jennifer. Why, thank you, Jacqueline. You get a gold star and a promotion. Ding! Awesome. I get a pip. <laughs> You get a pip. Put another pip on my collar. Okay, get a collar first. <laughs> uh, so the wine that Jennifer picked this evening is unruly, rampant, rampant. Oh, hopefully that is self-explanatory given the synopsis. That synopsis, uh, Black Cab from California. And uh, let's, uh, let's read the back of this sucker, which is apparently the reason Jen chose it. There was a, a three-way tie. Ooh, the back gave me chills. It gave her chills. My neck. My back. Nope, we're not. Nope, nope. <laughs> com, nope. Boop. Nope. <laughs> Let's see if it gives you chills, though, in all the appropriate areas. <laughs> Rated PG. Uh, unruly. Rampant. 2015 California Cabernet Sauvignon. The unruly black cab unleashes a blackness deep within the realm of rampant. I didn't know there was a place. Revealing a dark side that makes no apologies. None. None. Whatsoever fucking ever. This wine. Oh, <laughs> done. Here we go. This wine is best devoured. Alongside squid ink paella or seared blood sausage topped with sautéed onions. Disrupt the status quo. Consume voraciously. Bend the rules. Embrace your wild side. Get ready to do anything. Get unruly. Get rampant. Oh my god. This what? This wine is set a very high bar for our expectations of what it'll do to us. This 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 sounds like a like a novel. Do you I, know what I mean? I feel like after we drink this wine, this room that we're podcasting from is gonna look like a crime scene. I feel like we're gonna start tearing shit up. Yeah. It's uh it's made some promises. Cheers. Let's see if it'll keep them. I love this wine. It's pretty good. It tastes like chocolate. It has the opposite effect. It doesn't make me murderous. It makes me <laughs> It makes, it makes me feel quite good. When I think rampant, I think virulent diseases. And if this is a disease, I don't want the cure. <laughs> oh, ding dong. Oh, hi, CDC. Please go away. I'm fine. Oh, quarantine yourself. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> it's good. It's, it tastes like chocolate. Here's a question, Jennifer Zhang. Mm-hmm. 
Would you pair it alongside Squid Ink Paella? Nay, would you devour it alongside you know, Squid Ink funny. Paella? Upon first sip, I thought immediately, I suddenly have a hankering for some Squid Ink Paella. <laughs> <laughs> Garçon! Garçon! Ding! A good thing I have my bell here and my maitre d' to my five-star restaurant. Let's switch it up. So paella in general and squid ink in general has a very marine-like salty essence to it. Yes. Do you think this couples well with salty? I want your answer first before I jump in. I think so because um, it's, it's, not, it's not at all tart. There's no tartness to this. No. It's a very rich, bold flavor. So when you're talking about something that's got like that's really salty, um, this will cut that in, th- in a delightful way. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's thick. It is thick yeah, because of that dense blackberry. So I taste the blackberry, a uh, bold spice. Mm-hmm. Do you taste that? And when you smell it, like when you're smelling it, when you sing into your gloves. If, if, uh, <laughs> if you sing every time you inhale, you'd be the worst in a drug den. That's all I got to say. If you yeah. had to ski the slopes. <laughs> it's got like a really spicy like spicy fruit like when you're smelling it i think my nose is broken i smell berries it tastes like chocolate oh it's berries i love it so much so you brought up before we started um talking about the wine you you brought up um no you know what you hinted with your eyes i did that's the- all i that's how i speak and i'm sorry podcast listeners because sometimes i just speak with my eyes jackie and i before we started recording grabbed each other's faces she said my mind to your mind i said your thoughts to my thoughts we're like romy and michelle but we do it with a vulcan mind meld and we tried our damnedest to mind meld so you get to witness the effects of whether or not we succeeded but um what, what was really great about this episode and how it started was it did two things that seemed completely mundane so mundane it's like it was like oh day in the life of of a you know like a day a typical day on voyager yep it's people on the um holodeck just shooting the shit playing pool it's gonna be this episode yeah where gonna we're be- just gonna have a day in the life of everyone exactly then we're gonna then we go over to the they're just it's harry kim and um and tom paris messing around in the pool hall on the holodeck and then we go to the mess hall where tuvok and neelix are just doing the tuvok neelix thing where neelix is being annoying and tuvok is not smiling mm-hmm. so it's like oh this is this is just par for the course typical day on voyager nope dead guy so we get out of the credits and of course it's csi voyager here's the hilarious thing about this right like it's been you can tell that society and you know starfleet has advanced to the point where you don't get this kind of thing happening you don't get like someone just going completely unhinged and murdering somebody yeah it's like it, it's like police work 101 for these people, uh, uh, these the crew, because th- this is not a typical thing that they trained for. Nope. Like, oh, someone's been murdered in cold blood? What? Well, and even, and that's the thing. The reveal is that there was murder. Yeah. When we first come back to the credits, we're in sickbay, and the doctor is going, hey, I know what you're all thinking. It's actually a murder. Because they're like, this had to have been an accident. Yeah, you know, he oh, exploded well. it, it, it on himself. Yeah. And, and Bolana, uh... I love Bolana so much because she's a volatile person or whatever, but you can tell from this that she's just seen a lot of shit because she's like, oh, God, there's a dead body in here. I'm going get, get to go get Tuvok. <laughs> Tuvok, I'm going to need some ice cream. Take a look at this, Tuvok. There's a goddamn dead body in here. Man, I'm going to have to clean this up, aren't I? <laughs> we don't have a cleanup crew, do we? Oh, so here, here they are, and Tuvok is is coming up with every explanation other than what is obvious. Yep. Right? He's like, no, this had to have been an accident. And the doc is like, nah, blunt force trauma. Nah, probably something fell on him. Nah, <laughs> blunt force trauma. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he tripped. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, doc. I'll go and look around and poke and try to investigate. Yeah. It's so out of the norm that somebody would have been like, you know. And yeah. yet, what was so great about it, of course, is that essentially it's a clean-cut case, right? Oh. Because there was only one other person in the logs and everything like that. So simple. After he reports to uh, to Janeway, he finds out, hey, you know, it is, and I forgot his first name. Lon Suter. Suter. Mm-hmm. That guy with the crazy eyeballs. Oh, my God. So let's... let's- backtrack a little bit in, in just saying that you know th- this when i said procedural as like an episode um 
the the investigation all the way up until the point where it's revealed to be Lon Suter very much follows like the pattern of what you would see on CSI or legitimately. Yeah. Legitimately, he goes in, he denies everything, he goes back, more evidence points directly, and of course, they even bring him back in. Well, even in even in space, even in Stardate, blah 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 blah. DNA. It's the DNA that. It's the DNA. And and the doc even says the most cliche thing that you always see in these crime procedurals where Tuvok is like skeptical and he's like the DNA has no reason to lie like (laughs) what what show that's a crime procedural has not just said that like you can't deny the DNA evidence if I had a nickel (laughs) I would uh why do I have nickels I use my credit card (laughs) anyway so yeah you were saying so yes so Lon Suter is a um so after the the incontrovertible evidence of the DNA (sighs) right wins out every time every time every time DNA can't lie. Yeah. So this is this amazing moment in, in Voyager where you know what you're dealing with in this episode. You're like, wow, this is a crime procedural in space, right? And Tuvok is now face-to-face with what is definitely a murderer, right? What is the guy going to say now, mm-hmm. right? And the fascinating thing about this is we're not just dealing with a psychopath like the way you see in, in these things. He's a, he's a betazoid. It's an extra delicious little sprinkle of something. That the, <laughs> little, little dash of Star Trek magic. A little Emerald Lagasse. Bam! Bam! <laughs> Live long and prosper. Boom! Boom! Um, so uh, a Betazoid in the Star Trek universe, like the only way you can tell them apart from humans is that their eyes are like black. They're they have, crazy. They have like a really dark black iris, right? Which in this case works so well because it makes them look scary. Oh my gosh. Sinister so- as fuck. Fuck. So creepy. It actually makes him look like he's soulless, right? Mm-hmm. And a Betazoid is it, the classic Betazoid that everyone knows is Deanna Troy. It's like an empath, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who can sense emotions. Stronger empath, stronger Betazoids can actually kind of manipulate uh, emotions and stuff. But this is a guy who, however, however, he he's such a weird Betazoid because he is the only Betazoid by his profession, who can't even sense his own emotions. So he is essentially the complete polar opposite of what he is supposed to be in existence, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and what is that, right? What, what, what does that amount to? It amounts to a soulless person mm-hmm. who acts on impulse, mm-hmm. whose impulse is usually vengeance, vengeful. And he, ne- he doesn't even... He, and he doesn't have the empathetic background to even question his own motives. That's it. He's like, so this is a great time to delve into, to backtrack and delve into the Chakotay, Janeway, Tuvok conversation about Suter. Because even prior to them revealing that it is Suter. That's right. They're sitting in Janeway's ready room. Right. Right. And they're going into these these logs of like, who's who are the li- likely suspects, right? And Chakotay, who is not an empath necessarily in, you know, biologically speaking. He's not a betazoid. He's not. Yeah, he he can't necessarily. Yeah, it's not it's not part of his it's not part of his DNA. No, but he is as established in previous episodes. He is also very he's very intuitive. Very intuitive. Very in touch with his spirituality, mm-hmm. right? So when the name Suter comes up in the list of likely suspects, Chakotay's like eh. like he immediately reacts his tattoo twitches. It twitches a little bit. It goes, bing, bing. A little telltale twitch from the tattoo. And Janeway goes, what's up, Chakotay? Yeah, just, just come on. Tell me, hit, lay it on me. Hey, boo, sit in my lap and tell me something. <laughs> and, and it's funny because he's almost embarrassed to explain what he's about to say, which is, Suter has always given me <coughs> the heebie-jeebies. You know? <laughs> right? He does, yeah. And to, uh, he doesn't say that because that'd be funny for him to say that. But Tuvok I would like, love that. He gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yes. He says... There's something in his eyes that always seemed off, right? Mm-hmm. And he even goes as far as to say, like, man, you know, we fought a war together. Yep. We, we fought against the Cardassians. Because he was part of the Maquis. We need to also specify that he was part of the Maquis that were assimilated into the Voyager crew. Yeah, exactly. And so so the people that would know his background would be, like, Bolana mm-hmm. and and um, Chakotay, who are in the room, right? And they're definitely like, yeah, there's always been something off about him. And, and the things that they explain about Suter are, like, you know, um, Chakotay says, he was good at killing Cardassians. He was a little bit too good at killing Cardassians. Exactly. They even, you know, Bolana is, she's honest. She's like, you know, 
we were kind of strapped for recruits. And yeah, Suter was kind of weird and he kind of went too far, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. For real. But we were able to kind of observe some stuff that even made us cringe. Exactly. So then Tuvok turns around and goes, um, why didn't you write this down? And Chakotay goes, well, I'm not going to write down every freaking first impression or impression I have. Hunch, right? I'm not going to write down every hunch that I'm, that I feel. And of course, Tuvok turns around and goes, well, considering the fact that you're all Maquis. So it had, you know, clearly a, gr- a, a newer uh, or an episode uh, near the, the embarkation of Voyager. There still is this dichotomy between the two crews. There's tension. There is, there's always been on Voyager, like this impression that the Federation is this enlightened, progressive, like advanced thing. Yes. Right? And the Maquis are this ragtag group of misfits. Of vest-wearing miscreants. Yeah, just fighting, like, just hard-scrabble little fighter guys. There's fighter guys with patterns. They're just trying, trying <laughs> their damnedest to, to start kerfuffles. Oh, oh, look at me with my shenanigans. My right. bag of shenanigans is full. I must be a Maquis. Yeah, but the Maquis, like, see their mission as being very critical, right? And they had to do what they had to do to get their job done. And you can already see some of the disdain. The disdain from Tuvok that's going to play into how he regards people later when stuff starts getting a little a little hard for him to, to hold back. So, of course, he says, you know, you should have mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Goes in, the big reveal, blee, blue, blah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we see Suter immediately does a 180. And he goes, well, there's no point in trying to deny it. I killed him. Essentially because I didn't like the way he looked at me. This is so mind-blowing because what he is is is, is a psycho. Mm -hmm. A psycho that, like, the likes of people in the future have not even seen. He's such an anomaly. In theory, we've evolved past Past that. This kind of primal glitch Mm -hmm. in in physiology, Mm -hmm. right? And this is the kind of ish... Why am I censoring myself? I'm just gonna keep censoring myself. You, gee golly, this is the kind of ish that we see in like movies like Seven. You I, know, I what's happening right so, now? <laughs> but like in movies like Seven, where it's like the scariest thing in the world is somebody who you don't understand why they do the things they do. Yeah, they don't even understand why they you do. You can't the things crack they do. that nut. You, you can't. really there's some people. You know, when it's it's that scary thing where when you see and you see it sometimes in movies where they say that person was just evil. The most fascinating thing when they just when people the classic example of a murderer who is um, uh, wired wrong, miswired is the example that we have in our real world where there was that guy, famous guy in a theater. Some some guy was talking during a movie and the murderer went over, killed him, like stabbed him to death, sat back down and watched the movie. Right. And people like to this day, psychologists can't really like he's such a landmark case because they're like, man, not only did he care so little about killing somebody, another person, another human life, he was able to enjoy the movie afterwards. And if you ask him what his rationale was, it was like the guy was talking during the movie and I wanted to watch the movie. Now, um, I'm I'm sure you guys have Google food and stuff. You can look into who that is. But that's what we have here Mm -hmm. set in space. It's a guy whose motivation is it makes sense to him. Didn't like the way the guy looked at me, so I hit him real hard in the head. So, of course, here is this is the most illogical. This is the most uh, rampant uh, form of 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 chaos. Senseless. Senseless chaos. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it completely befuddles the most logical person on the ship. He has... It, and he is a denier of it, practically. He is. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, so we find out, you know, he gets confined to uh, the brig, the brig mm-hmm. where Janeway is making plans to essentially, because of, again, because of their situation, yeah. because they're on the other side of the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, she says, look, murdering is out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we can't capital, we can't capital punishment. We can't yeah, execute him. We can't execute him. Uh, we, even though... At some point, he does say, killing me would be the best thing. Um, but, however, she says, we can't kill him. Uh, we, it would be unwise to drop him off at some random planet and be like, hey, here's a psycho. Um, can you uh, lock him up and uh, just do what you will? Yeah. Just don't kill him. Or if you do, just do him or like light years away. Yeah. Um, they so only have one brig. They only got one brig. They can't have him sit there the whole time. It was supposed to be a very pleasant jaunt around the freaking badlands screw you array i digress so what ends up happening she says look the best we could do is set up security perimeters around his quarters and just let him just exist 
Yeah, just he won't make, bother anyone. We won't let him bother anyone. It's like a fish tank. Fish tank. Put him in a fish tank. He's he's at the zoo. Yeah, it's a Betazoid zoo. And that logically doesn't sit well with Tuvok. It he's like, oh, it seems like we should do something else for murder. Seems for the like murder would justify something else. Now we've always seen Tuvok, and we will see Tuvok continuously. Even though he's at odds, he states his cl- his case. He listens to the captain and goes, "All right, let's let's do it. Let's go." Yeah. This is the first time we all of a sudden see essence of him talking back and it is bewildering and not just for us but for captain janeway as well Mm -hmm. and you see it in her eyes as he leaves he still can't wrap his mind around this he doesn't understand he's trying to find rationale he's trying to find maybe it is because uh darwin the the ensign that got killed Mm -hmm. uh maybe because he was part of the federation so he was lashing out Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out with Suter, and Suter goes, nope, it wasn't that. Nope, just didn't like the way he looked at me. Nope. nope. And this this isn't the first time BT dubs yeah. happened before. Yeah, there were plenty of people that looked at me the wrong way, and I killed them too. So what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna kill me? Yolo. Yolo. I don't know. Right. He he uh he he said that. I swear to God. And if you believe us, <laughs> you didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. That was a test. You failed. You failed <laughs> to the brig with you. Oh wait, it's full of murderers. Yeah. <laughs> But not for long. Well, for a long, for at least the long length of this episode. Tuvok can't handle. He can't understand. He can't comprehend. Oh, he has a solution. No, I'm just going to use my... Look, we Vulcans, we have this thing and we call the mind melt. We're just going to go in there and mind melt him. <laughs> What's happening to your it's, voice? Sorry. Like, and the best thing about it is the doctor's like, oh, like Vulcans think the mind meld is like the solution to everything and that it's infallible. Like he even says like the Vulcans put too much faith in their mind meld. They put too much faith in everything. And you know Because they think, they rationalize to the point where they think, oh, it's logical, therefore I'm correct. And yeah. if you think about it, technically, especially since we have uh, the doc so early in the series, he is essentially the most logical computation of anything. And he even calls the mind meld, you know, voo-voo. Janky. Janky hippie shit. You know Janky what I mean? Janky hippie shit. That's what he says. Literally. <laughs> literally. You should watch the episode because that's what he calls it. No, that was a test also. You failed. <laughs> oh, you failed. <laughs> Why are you failing us so much? How dare you? So, <laughs> so Tuvok goes in there and tries his janky hippie shit. He tries his janky hippie shit. He shakes some beads. He makes some rain sticks happen. And then he, of course, does the, 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 the hand... My mind. My mind to your, your mind. mind right? Your thoughts to my thoughts. Well, and we should also explain why the mind meld is happening, right? And the reason it's happening is because not only does he want to kind of see how someone can exist with this kind of mind space, but he's hoping that as they meld together like a grilled cheese sandwich, yep. his Havarti of Vulcan intuition <laughs> will meld and essentially transfer over. Into the rye. Into the rye. And not just that, but the huda. <laughs> The huda, the spicy huda, of uh, of the betazoid without uh, feeling. He's like, let me let me give you a little bit of my superior Vulcan suppression technique. Yep, but of course he doesn't realize that when you open a when you open those floodgates, it's it's coming in both ways. Two ways. It is entering and exiting. <laughs> Gross. Take it for what you want. I'm going to drink some more. Yeah, we need to. I was, oh my God, we are mind melded. Stop. Because I thought the same thing is that I need more wine. And then you said you needed more wine. And now we're going to drink more wine. <laughs> Thank you, love. You're welcome. <laughs> this, this to me is actually one of the most brilliant scenes in the whole episode. Ooh. When he mind melds with Suter and then goes to report to Janeway what he's done. He's like, you know, I mind melded with him. Gave him a little bit of my suppression technique. I think it's going to work, right? Yes. Um, But in the discussion that he has with Janeway, because she's dubious, Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, um, well, you know, we we should, um, his punishment should be kind of harsh, right? And Janeway's like, what do you mean? Because already her, her spidey sense is tingling. She's like, this is, I know Tuvok is the security officer and he, he's supposed to analytically decide like what happens to within issues of security. This is within his purview. Yes. But Tuvok is pushing the capital punishment angle a little hard. Well, and aside from that, let's also be real. He just did a mind meld. Yeah. With uh, a serial killer. Yeah. Without any advice, under any advisement, without any advisement, without any supervision. Yeah. So Nothing. She, so she's definitely now like she's got her guard up. She's got her her bun ear. If her buns had ears, they'd be up. They'd be perked. They'd be perked, little, if we will. Perky little bun ears. 
<laughs> she, oh my god i just got the cutest image of little bunny with perky ears anyway so <laughs> back to murderers back to murderers again writers brilliant so his good. you see him pushing and you realize as a viewer you haven't seen him no. do this before even though he's saying it in his vulcan like monotonous um devoid of emotion thing mm-hmm. the context of what he's saying is already kind of making janeway be like hmm and she she's straight up it's so well played by kate mulgrew she it's a very <laughs> I know, as soon as i said her full name i knew jackie was just gonna melt she was gonna <laughs> succumb she was gonna succumb to the wine but, <laughs> but it's like the slightest little shift in 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 janeway's face where she's like tuvok how are you feeling exactly she goes how are you feeling right i mean i don't know if it was those exact words but he's like i feel fine i'm a vulcan hey I, hey, hey what's, what's listen, <laughs> what do you mean feel i don't feel shit <laughs> want to go golfing <laughs> listen well i'm a vulcan she's like uh, you could see you could see her like i'm gonna keep an eye on you because this something's off and what's so f- off but what's so fantastic is she immediately knows it's something wrong with him as opposed to him yeah do you know what i mean yeah. it's it's it goes beyond um, her seeing him as a person, but her caring about the well-being and the shape of who he is, which I thought was really well played. Not just act, not as an actress, but as the captain caring for someone who is not just a crew member, but one of her best friends on this ship, yeah. right? And it's an intuitive thing. Exactly. Because he, so far, he's actually, you know, he's contextualized everything he's saying he in, a, in a Vulcan sense. He's like, the logical thing to consider is what this dead crew member's family is going to feel about what we did um, to as retribution for this murder, mm-hmm. right? It's completely logical. And yet there's a slight, a slight offness about it that Janeway detects. It's it's about to get super. It's gonna super get super interesting. Super interesting. So he basically goes right. Janeway inquires, "Hey, how you feeling?" And he goes, "I'm fine. I, I've got this under control." <laughs> so how does he have it under control, Jennifer? Well, he takes a little. Oh, we don't know what it is yet. But he goes to the mess hall. He does. So we see him cut to mess hall. Yeah, he's gonna have himself a delicious little meal, hmm. not squid ink paella. Unfortunately, because you know he didn't replicate any of this uh, or seared blood sausage no. topped with sautéed onions. No, he he didn't look by transitive property. He didn't replicate any unruly rampant red blend wine. Oh my so, god! <laughs> so therefore, he would not be craving any squid ink paella. I don't think he would be. No, no. but he goes to he goes to the mess hall, and Neelix is being typical. Neelix. Neelix is like just trying to put a smile on that face. But even a little more extra. Yeah, he's, I would argue. He's very... Neelix is in rare form today. Dude, Neelix, I was like, Neelix, you're at a 20. I need you at a negative 2. He's trying to get Tuvok to smile. Mm-hmm. And Tuvok's reaction, uh, a, little, uh, a little uncharacteristic. A little extra. Say, which... Uh, it's just a little, just a smidge. What does he? What does he do, Jackie? Oh, he kind of he, he kind of murders uh, Neelix. He pushes him against the wall and for, he the opposite of a force choke. He actually chokes. Him he with his legitimately hands. chokes him to death. Chokes him to death. You see the life lead leave Neelix's eyes, and you're like, "What is happening?" <laughs> it's so. And I, then, of course, the creepiest thing is as soon as Tuvok's done with that, he goes, computer, end program. It was a holodeck simulation the Damn, whole time. Daniel, why you gotta play me like that, son? <sighs> Voyager, don't mess with me, brah. Voyager, don't mess you, with be me, brah. Some, you be tripping on some oh mad rooms, yo, bro. Now, we find out in the very next scene that he's rationalized that he was researching this alternative method, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he pays a little visit to Suter. He thinks he's going to... Enlighten him. Enlighten him. Like, hey, you know, this is a potential a potential therapy for your murderous tendencies. Because you're murderous right now. And, of course, when we we open to Suter, who is meditating, he is... He obviously, the mind meld worked, but, of course, to the benefit of Suter. Suter is now understanding the range of emotions. How to emote, but also how to... Suppress. Suppress. Yeah. Right? So... Basically, so we got to give, we got to at least give 50% credit to Tuvok because his theory on how the mind meld would work for Suter worked perfectly. Yeah, it worked a little bit. I mean, here's, I would say the brilliance of this episode is that that is under debate. Mm. And I'll, I'll tell you why. He plays it really, like, sincerely at first. He's like, oh, Tuvok, yeah. I'm feeling more centered. I feel, um, zen. Like, thank, thank God you gave me some of this 
delicious Vulcan magic because I do feel more centered. And Tuvok, when he gets Tuvok to admit that he has maybe ingested a little bit of the violence, mm-hmm. then he starts prodding. He's like, yeah, isn't it delicious? Yes. Like, isn't isn't there something so freeing? Don't you want to... Yeah, Don't isn't it like... Kill me no. or something like that. And and like, then- is it, don't you like the just the violence? Like, isn't there something so amazing about it? Right. And Tuvok cannot keep a straight face no. because he's just exper- he. We literally watched him murder kill, someone, kill Neelix, and enjoy it. Well, and, and to the point, right? So Tuvok comes in and says, "I have this program for you." And what starts this ball rolling is Suter goes, "Oh, I tried that." Mm-hmm. It doesn't satiate me. Yeah, I already been there, done that. You just- well, there's chemicals. The doctor, no, I've tried those. I've tried every single therapy you can think of. Yeah. Doesn't this suck? Yeah. Now that we're melded, I guess we can hash this out together. Yeah. And of course, talks about how delicious this dark side is. Yeah. And it's undeniable from Tuvok's perspective. You can tell in the way that uh, Tim Russ plays it. It's like, yeah, he experienced kind of the joy that Suter did, and it's messed up. So then when he says to him, like, you know, and, and this is where it gets really creepy. Oh, my God. This, this show, just a quick aside, this show was Voyager meets, meets X-Files. Woo! And it was in more ways than one. In so many ways. In so many ways. So which, many ways. Which right after this we'll talk about. Like, <laughs> he, he basically says, like, a mind meld is a penetration. It's rape. He makes it, he makes, it's very on the nose. He said, basically, what we did was a very, like, an intimate act that an invasively intimate... Invasive. Invasively intimate act. He's like, you decided to penetrate my mind, mm-hmm. and now you have to live with exactly. the repercussions the of what The repercussions of what you did, what right? What you did. And you got a little bit of me in you, and now this is something you live with. So now we go back to... So Suter... A really effed up character. This particular actor... He was on the X-Files on Beyond the Sea as Luther Lee Boggs. Luther Lee Boggs. Now, this is a great crossover. Boggs, the Boggs character, is one of the most effed up characters in TV history. On the X-Files, he torments Scully so like viciously with the death of her father. So yeah, so the idea behind b- b- behind Boggs in the X-Files, right, is not only is he a, a mass murderer, but apparently he survived the electric chair. But when he survived the electric chair, he became almost a ghost whisperer, but a ghost whisperer in the sense that when he was walking, he could see all the souls of the people he killed. And then of course, now he can talk to spirits and channel them. He can channel them. And he in in X-Files, the Boggs character torments the hell out of Scully. He dangles the soul of her recently deceased father in front of her, right? So here we have the same actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I mean, God, this guy, give this guy an Emmy. Did he get an Emmy? Because he needs an Emmy. I hope he got an Emmy. Get something, please. This is like in my my head canon, I like to imagine that that Suter is a ancestor or is a um descendant of Boggs. Space Boggs. Yeah, he is. He basically now he's tormenting Vol- like uh Tuvok. The he's Vulcan. tormenting Tuvok. He he like he says to him, um, you know, he he mocks the fact that he that he was so arrogant to think that his Vulcan like tenacity could surpass, could control, could overtake this insatiable need for destruction and vengeance and 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 craze and chaos yeah. that inhabited the body of of Suter, right? Yeah. But in true Star Trek fashion, immediately we 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 see we see in Tuvok a switch going, oh shit, I'm fucked. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's he's so smart about it. The Vulcan side is still got it's still winning. Still the, strong within him. The, the scale is not quite tipped. Nope. So as soon as he properly digests what Suter is saying. Uh-huh. Because it is cryptic, it is seductive, but it's yeah. very dangerous. Yeah. He he senses the rampant unruliness. He senses the, the squid ink paella and yeah. the blood sausage chopped with sautéed onions. And the singed oak. And the singed oak and the, and the dense blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> best wine tying we've ever done <laughs> this is consummate tying in of the wine you're welcome <laughs> so he he immediately like walks out of the brig there's something that we've not seen in tuvok before fear yes there, there's a, a very distinct anxiety and fear about what he's just experienced he realizes holy crap like 
this is, there's some suitor in me now. He takes away, he goes to his room. He goes to his room. He removes, you know, he puts security clearances on his room door. Yeah. Then he takes away his security privileges. Yeah. He gives, he denies himself access to suitor. Yes. He says like, no, he, I don't know and, what the words and, are. And access to everything. Yeah. Right. He basically strips himself of his own title. Mm-hmm. And then he says, tell the captain, I'm unfit. Un- unfit for duty. I'm unfit for duty. <sighs> the next scene. Oh. It's creepy. It's creepy. I'm like, this, I got chills right now. <laughs> the, the next scene that happens is essentially um, uh, Silence of the Lambs. When Dude, I was so thinking that you have no fucking Because we're mind-melded, girl. Oh, my God. We're mind-melded. Here. Oh. Cheers. Oh, cheers. It worked. Our mind-meld worked, Jackie. Oh, my wine to your wine. <laughs> and <laughs> my tannins to your tannins. <laughs> I don't know. So Clarice Janeway. Yes, Clarice. (laughs) So as soon as she gets word. She goes, oh, fuck that noise. We're going to check this out. We're going to check this out. She's so brave. Mm. Because she she shows up there at Tuvok's quarters with another crew member. But she's not endangering that crew member. So she's like, you stay here. Mm -hmm. I'm going in. Janeway walks into this room. Mm -hmm. He's trashed. His quarters. Oh, it's this. The quarters have borne the brunt of his violence. It's effed up. So she's basically just wandered into the hell mouth. She's it, whatever he's clearly when he said he had it under control. Um, he was fucking lying. And we don't even see him. Nope. He's just sitting there <gasps> in the dark. It's so well crafted, this moment. And Janeway, in her stately, like, you know, decorum, is standing there like a beacon of just, like, just she's so there's out of fear, place. There's fear, but there's, yeah, there, it's out of place. There's care. Mm-hmm. There's fear. There's care. There's concern. There's that need to lead, yeah. right? And ultimately, she came in with an agenda, right? She needs to get him out of this room. Yeah. She needs to get him she's inspected. She's his friend. She's his friend. But right now, he is not in that mode. And so you see this contention within him in the shadows, in the corner. He goes, don't come any closer. I know like 97 ways to murder you. The way they built, look. The dialogue in this is delicious. He says like the the build up to it is so so good. And you see the way Janeway reacts to it because he's still a Vulcan. So he's going to logic his way to his conclusion, which is, you know, don't get the fuck away from me. Don't come closer. Yeah. I've sat, I know multiple martial arts. I was trying to meditate. Yeah. But instead of meditating. I started counting all the ways that I can kill somebody with just a finger or a hand and it's or a pinch dare we say yeah i know or a grip dare we say yeah and he he comes up to he's like and it's i forget the number but it's like like, 90 it was in the 90s he was like i've come up with 94 when you came in i came up with like 90 something yeah and she's standing there now and you're like oh my god janeway you might die he comes out of the shadows and we see he's a wreck He's sweating. He's sweating. Buckets. Bullets, He's He's like, he's barely holding on. Cut to sickbay. We see him there and the doctor runs diagnoses and says, yes, whatever happened is basically the Betazoid mind is incompatible with his Vulcan mind and is uh, muscling him up a big time. So we got to fix him, but you're not going to like it. We're basically going to have to take away all of his inhibitors. So then they hit the restart button. Uh, biologically and happen again make him a human if you, know? you haven't seen tim russ in action you guys at least jump to this part of this episode it is amazing the evolution of his of of what he goes through here is amazing so he's like oh my god i'm feeling things for the first time this is great so obviously there's something human there's something appealing about being human and we see we finally see in a purebred vulcan that these things exist within them. Yeah, they just suppress them all the time. Exactly. But here it is, completely on the surface. He's like, oh, I would like to stay this way for a while. This is cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat this as a research project. This I'm is how my see. ancestors were before we for, we suppressed all of yeah. their uh, intuitive natures. Fascinating. Fascinating. But then it just takes a turn. Ooh, he goes dark, and he just says, "Well, you know, uh, by the way, Captain, mm-hmm. uh, you should kill that guy. And the fact that you don't want to, you're weak." It makes you weak. It makes you, you are wrong. And, you and just, we're better. We're better than him. Yeah. And Captain, just do the thing that we're all thinking that you don't. Take down the force field. Yeah. Let me out. 
let me kill him. I mean, this is a guy who is experiencing like the most distilled form of pure emotion ever, right? And he's trying every little like manipulation he can in it, you know, I wouldn't say it's sinister, but it is all emotionally like fueled. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then he passes out or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So what ends up happening, though, is because it's not in his programming, the doctor doesn't know what to do. This this might be... This might be Tuvok now. This might be who he is. And uh, so this is the part that's laughable. But of course, you understand within the context of the show, it needs to happen. It's pitch black. No one's watching Tuvok. He wakes up and he goes, fuck this noise. Yep. Let's break this shit down. Escapes his confines in sick bay and makes his way down to Suter because you know what? Fuck the captain. I know what needs to be done. She's weak. I'm clearly superior. I'm a Vulcan. I've logicked my way into the perfect solution for all of our problems. Everybody will like this. <laughs> They're going to be so happy and proud of me when they find out what I did. I'm going to get promoted. It's going to be great. I'm going to have cake. And, and then he goes over to the suitor and goes like, hey, bro, what's up? So um, I'm going to murder you with a mind meld. Because this is what you deserve. Because uh, you know it. I know it. And you know what I like about this whole moment here is I brought up the seven um, analogy earlier. It applies here. Like, this is a guy who already, like, the most beautiful ending to his rampage would be for him to die. And he knows it, right? And in this case, for the for uh, for Tuvok, he's calling him Vulcan. Like, <laughs> for Vulcan? Because he is a Vulcan. It's true, though. For, I, I go with you. For the guy that raped his mind oh can you believe that to to then take the stuff that that he took from him and use it to kill him it's suicide he he basically has made it so that his murder is a suicide and he delights in it a little bit he absolutely relishes he says we're both going down it's like when uh it's like when the guy at the end of seven spoiler alert for seven guys is like you know gonna finish his grand work of art by making by completing the last um, sin, which is to have Brad Pitt's character kill him with wrath. What's right? in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the brig? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to essentially be killed by my own hand. By my own violence. But by the way, this isn't going to satiate that need within you. No. He tells him, you're now going to be me. You're be- Hey, by the way, when you commit this act, you will have crossed over. There is no place for you in the Federation. There is no place for you anywhere in this world yeah. in or in this galaxy, in this universe. Can you handle that, Tuvok? Do you, are you ready for that, brah? Brah, are you ready? Bruh, you, are ready you ready to rumble, brah? So, of course, we see, oh, maybe he is. The meld happens, which, by the way, I didn't realize that's how you kill someone. Yeah, you could overload his brain. Well, there, that's what's yeah. happening. We're going to go to an overload. But something in the in the... Right before the, the the final download, if you will, Tuvok releases the meld. Yeah, he stops himself and he passes the fuck out. Yeah, real tu- real Tuvok has won. We cut to this beautiful moment where mm-hmm. all of these people are looking over Tuvok mm-hmm. and uh, basically saying, "You know what?" The doc says, "Hey, we didn't think it was working, but even that small sliver of hope." Yeah, that Pandora, that hope at the bottom of Pandora's box, yeah. is uh, is proof enough that your systems are resetting. And he's apologizing prophetically to to Janeway. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, I hold you in the highest regard and all this stuff. Sorry, dissed you, sis. Hey, 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 boo. Yeah, Command Z. Okay. You know what I loved about this though. Jane, I don't know. This is definitely headcanon territory because Jane. Uh, Star Trek Voyager does not address the fact that Janeway is a female captain. It doesn't. Even though, like, we are very, like, we're, we as viewers. We know. We're like, this is, this is a tough road to hoe for a female captain, like, in our time, right? So she's probably dealt with some bullshit, right? She, I think, my headcanon tells me that that's what she alludes to when he says to her, like, you know, I'm sorry I insulted you. And she says, I've been insulted before. And by the way, she's like, by the way. No more mind melts without my permission. Hey, uh, hey, about that uh, little like hippie shit you like doing. No. <laughs> Computer says no. But Jennifer, we forgot to talk about your favorite moment in this episode. <laughs> <Ooh>. <sighs> <laughs> uh, uh, you can't escape oh my God. it. Uh, oh, the Mama. boys are gonna get you, girl. Mm. The boys are gonna get you. Mm. We cut to uh. we, we open this episode, ladies and gentlemen, Mama. in Paris, France. 
Jen's hair is coming down. Oh, the hormones are flying. We're in France. We're we're shooting pool. Yeah. Kim is is trying has beaten Tom Paris and says, "Hey man, you want to raise the stakes? Let's put money on it." And Tom Paris goes, "Let's do a a a a, a crew wide bet." So he's got this uh man, and here's the thing. <laughs> I, want, has, I just uh, want Jen to talk about it. she's touching her collarbones. Listen, I like this what right a, now. He's he's we your, some levity. We we like that. I mean, we as in Jennifer. <laughs> typical typical nineties bad boy, you know. He's basically he's like a grown up Tom Sawyer. He's managed to fool all of these jabronis into giving him some rations every day. So for me, I love that. I love guy I'm like I'm just so I love guys that can outsmart and troll everybody around them in the typical 90s bad boy fashion, right? So I'm just going crazy in this episode. Every time they cut to Tom Paris doing his thing, I'm just like, mm, boy, you get them rations, boy. Boy, you mm. napster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> boy, you napster. You napster, boy. So at a certain point, Tom... So uh, face tattoo McNice here steps in. Exactly. Tom Paris is like, oh, computer, tell us what number it is today. Um computer doesn't answer who does answer uh two vox strolls i'm mean, sorry oh my god chakotay oh! chakotay which one of our uh fans oh i i feel like bad one of our friends on reddit uh suggested calling him chocolate no really yeah i like chipotle <laughs> chocolate chipotle strolls in it's like nope um, I'm going to shut this down. Mr. Paris, I expected better from you. Mm-hmm. Janeway expected better from you. This is not why we brought wow, you onto our crew. Wow, you're a disappointment. You're real. Right? And Tom is just like, like, he's like, thanks, Dad. He's like, thanks, Dad. And he's like, wow, that must suck, taking orders. Yeah, geez. I guess you have to fill out all of my paperwork now. Yeah. Like, the, the thing is, it's so tense in a masculine way, right? Basically, um... Chicote out of place. Yeah, Chicote has walked in to spoil the fun for spoil Tom Paris's fun and to admonish him for this this thing that he thinks is really beneath him, right? And there's so much chest puffing. Yo. The two of them are so close Yo. together. They're just pulling it out and measuring. And it's one of the this episode is one of the first times that we see Chicote Chocolate Chipotle. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I love it. I and love it. and Tom Paris really butting heads, and we see a tension. Yeah. That is unresolved. What I loved about this episode is there was a lot of, we do get a lot of stuff that's unresolved throughout the series, right? Mm-hmm. And with any series mm-hmm. um, within the, the Star Trek franchises, mm-hmm. but or within the Star Trek franchise. But mm-hmm. what I loved about this is there is a situation from where we started in this episode, again, credit to the writers, from where we started in this episode, where we thought that this was going to be a completely benign episode. Yep, a just day, day in the life. life. There are so many loose threads. Now, the I guess the last thing that I really would say about this episode, speaking of like through lines and like continuing, uh, you know, serialization of like plot points, this is not the last we'll see of Suter. Absolutely not. No, this is it's it's fascinating now, and and it's interesting to t- it's because you're so used to as a Star Trek fan watching these episodes and ha- having them be isolated to just single episodic things, you don't quite expect it. But there's now a murderer. In there's now a murder somebody who has the murderous tendencies on the crew of Voyager, and it's going to come in very in a very pivotal well, key way later. And mm. let's let's make sure that we clarify if you haven't watched, how dare you, sir? Um, that Suter has become um, has fallen under Janeway jurisdiction, which mm-hmm. was she set out essentially at the end of forty five minutes. She did what she set out to do: confined him to his quarters. Yep, he's going to hang out there, revoked of privileges and access. But he has a tinge still of of Tuvox mm-hmm. um, uh, suppression uh, abilities. Yep. But yeah, so he's going to live out the rest of his life on this ship as this guy between two worlds but you're absolutely right the fact is is there's still that vengeful uh, remorseless side that's within him and it is going to play a very big part towards the end of this season like when when voyager has got so many limited resources having a guy in your midst who will kill senselessly can end up being kind of an asset well and then again right Mm -hmm. the ethics the politics it's fascinating you guys god the show is so good why no one love it i love it so much you guys oh my god and with that ladies and gentlemen you didn't think we could delve into it deeper but we did 
That we was meld. We hope you we melded with your minds. We hope we melded and we changed things around. You guys changed us a little bit, but we just drink those sorrows away. Look, this wine melded with my systems. Well, I mean, let's, I mean, so Jen, let's get back to the wine. It opened up. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? It, it's, re- it's really got a really, really mellow bass note now. It's, I honestly. It's so smooth at the end. Here's the deal. The bottle says something about spice, bold spice. I don't taste that. I call bullshit on that. I, I, I sense it on the nose when you put, when you. Um, when you first like stick your nose in the glass and as you're sipping it, there's a little bit of spice in like just the aroma. You might have to meld, so I get that. But actually, I do kind of get it. Yeah. Um, what about that singed oak, boo? You don't even know. We don't even know what singed oak smells like. Who said this? Who wrote this? But if any of you can, uh, you know, make us some squid ink paella or a uh, blood sausage. That would be that would be awesome. Pretty clutch if you could come in with that. So Jen, I know that we were talking about it before uh, we uh, started this podcast, but I'm really feeling me some uh, Balana for oh the my next episode. God, that makes me so happy to hear you say that, Jackie. We must be mind melded. Oh, we are, and I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but the truth is, I actually, you know, this was such a showcase for Tim Russ. the The first thing that came to mind when I was like, "Hey, you know what? It's my turn to pick an episode." Roxanne Dawson, one of the first people to be hired for Star Trek Voyager, even though she wasn't necessarily in the captain's seat. Friends, she earns her stripes and spades in the episode of Faces. 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 Oh, it's so good. Oh, it is insane and intense Mm -hmm. how much respect I have for this woman after this episode. It's fascinating. It is a fascinating episode. And of course, the Tom Paris, Belana Torres relationship uh, reaches oh a, a different channel. And, and I can't wait to see uh, Jennifer Zang touch her zippers. It's going to be great. She's a touching of, her bun right now. A lot of, a lot of people. There, there. A lot of people will cite another episode as being like the start of the Tom Paris, um, Belana relationship. There is a very strong cons. cons- Consensus. Constituency. There we go. Jesus. Every fucking word and that was it. There's a strong constituency that will will point to the fact that Faces is possibly the real true start of the Bolana Tom romance. Oh, it absolutely is. But now is not the time for that. (laughs) If you guys have your thoughts, quandaries, even more insightful intuition into meld or Anything we've talked about tonight, because we talked about a lot, y'all. We got we got butterfly kick uh, Jennifer Zang in the corner over there. Woo! If you want to see it live, Woo! we can tape it. Just hit us up at engage at sevenofwine.com. We're also on every single social media site you can think of at Seven of Wine. We made it super easy for you. We're part of the Geekscape Network. Did I leave anything out? Our podcast to your podcast. You guys are amazing. Thanks so much for sticking around. I'm Jacqueline Lopez. I'm Jennifer Zang. This has been Seven of Wine. Mm. My, my wine to your wine. No. Why are you eating the glass? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>